Hey, everybody, this is Stormy Lee, a.k.a. Queen of the Southeast, a.k.a. one half of the Bonnie and Clyde of professional wrestling, and you are listening to Oversell Podcast. It is episode 110, and we are talking hell in a cell and everything in between. Get ready. This is the Oversell Podcast! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I am Mike. I'm recording this time. All right. We just did our intro, and dumbass me hit play instead of recording. And it was an amazing intro. It was awesome. It was the best intro we'd ever done, and there you'll never fireworks, get to hear it. Glitter. <laughs> Be sure you're <laughs> following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast, Facebook.com slash Oversell Podcast. You can follow me. I'm at Derek, D-E-R-I-C-K-O-V-E-R-S-E-L-L. At WolfMike23. Also, be sure you head over to the website, oversellpod.com, and check out the Amazon link. It's right underneath the main player where you can listen to all of our episodes that we post to Blog Talk Radio as part of the Shark Dropper Network. Thanks to those guys, Kyle, Robert, Jonathan, Nick, Anthony, all you guys over at Shark Dropper. You guys are awesome, and we uh, we really love being a part of your network. Check out the Amazon link while you're at oversellpod.com. There's no extra fees or hidden fees or anything like that. It's just you shopping on Amazon like you already would. Man, you got to talk for a second, Mike. I got to catch my breath. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we always bring up during the, the whole Amazon plug thing, you know, get your Christmas shopping done because it's almost here. It's here again. Yeah. And, like, no joke because I think it was coming down the interstate the other day. There's a big billboard right there by Bellevue Church. One of them that, you know, nice digital ones that change every 10, 15 seconds or so. Yep. And when I drove past the bowling alley in Bartlett now, that Andy B's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It already had, like, Christmas theme on their, their ad. Ridiculous. And Just it's, you know, flipping ridiculous. Two and a half, three weeks ahead of Halloween. Yeah, they're starting to take away our Halloween. They took away our Thanksgiving holiday, and now they're taking away our Halloween. Yep. Yeah, okay. Uh, Hell in a Cell was this week. I thought it was a solid pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, you know, a couple of matches may have dragged here and there. Uh, we'll go through the card. Uh, I don't care about the pre-show, neither yeah, do you. Yeah, I didn't watch it. You know, actually, speaking of the pre-shows, um, I just recently found out all the pre-shows from WrestleMania, ma- all the pre-show matches mm-hmm. from the WrestleMania card did not make the DVD. Now, I heard about the the Neville and Aries match didn't make the DVD. That's the only one I heard because no. they were both apparently pissed off about that because they don't get royalties for it. None of the pre-show matches made that. And there were like two or three, weren't there? Probably. It was WrestleMania. I mean, that's the show that they basically get every active roster member on. And those guys will not get a royalty. That sucks. Uh, Hell in a Cell 2017. Let's see. Hopefully this is a Wikipedia page because we can trust what's on Wikipedia. Oh, always. Uh, match. Uh, the match that opened the show was the New Day taking on the Usos in a Hell in a Cell match for the Tag Team Championship on SmackDown. That match was brutal. I never thought I could see a new way that uh, kendo sticks could be used in a wrestling match. I saw a new way that kendo sticks could be used <laughs> in a wrestling match. What What did you think about that when they like 
wedged him into the cage to keep the one just across his face Ugh. was was pretty intense. I mean, uh, spots I remember, uh, Xavier Woods was handcuffed and draped on one of those corner posts yep. and just started eating a bunch of kendo stick shots. Right in the ribs. Oh, they, and but I have a lot more respect for him now for taking, because, I mean, he, he took the worst shots in that match. I mean, you know, that, that spot there where he was handcuffed, but, I mean, later on when he was just in the ring, just walking back and forth, taking him to the gut and the ribs. I mean, and the Usos weren't, they weren't going easy with him. I mean, they weren't holding back. I mean, those were legit, you know, hard shots. Right, right. Um, yeah, that was awesome spot. Big E, I thought, looked great in the match. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when he got, when, he, when Serious Face came on and he grabbed... One of the Usos, I get them confused. Yeah. Jimmy and Jay. They're, they're twins. You don't know who's who. Anyway, when he grabbed him by the neck and slung him into the ropes and delivered a huge belly-to-back suplex. Yep. Um, but, yeah, those guys killed it. Um, yeah, I thought Detroit was a great crowd. And, yeah, that was a fun match. The Usos now are your SmackDown, SmackDown, your SmackDown live Tag team, team champions. There's just too many words right for title. Now, the, um, the tag champs on that blue show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very great match to open up the card. That very was my great. favorite match of the night. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, next match we had, uh, where did we go? Where did they go? Randy Orton defeated Rusev. Why? Because it makes no goddamn sense for Randy Orton to beat Rusev. Yeah, that's about it. I mean... Why can't I just not? Why do I just give no fucks about Randy Orton? I mean, the, I don't. Th- it was a great. It was a good match. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was great. Um, but I mean, why does Randy Orton need to win at Hell in a Cell against Rusev in a non-Hell in a Cell match? Yeah, I mean, nothing. And, you know, remember Rusev is a guy that was undefeated for a while and you know unstoppable, and then. You know, once he finally got that loss to Cena, he's never been the same. I'm not blaming that on Cena. I mean, right, it's right, right. straight booking of how it is. But, I mean, he's – Rusev doesn't seem like a threat to anybody now. Yeah, and it just seems weird that they would want to put Randy Orton – here I go on another fucking it's, – it's every episode <laughs> now. Randy Orton is just – I don't know. Me and Ryan Drosty, we talked about it a little week, and it's like and he's like – you know, Derek, every time I think I'm on your show, we have a discussion of why Randy Orton sucks. <laughs> I was like, I just can't I can't figure it out, but I just don't care. And I don't think it was right. They've got to start. They've got to start making stars, new stars, right? And You would think. And to have just Randy Orton go, and he went over clean, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. There was no cheating or anything like that. He just went over clean and. That was it. Yeah, I mean, it was an RKO out of nowhere type thing again, but yeah, I just, man, I don't, I don't know. I did not like it. Uh, next match, let's see. That went to then they went to Baron Corbin defeating AJ Styles and Ty Dillinger. That um, was a pretty good match. Yeah, solid match. Uh, I like that they added Ty Dillinger because it gave them a way to get the title off of AJ Styles. Right. Um, and I like Baron Corbin. I st- I am a Baron Corbin fan, and I really liked it on Talking Smack. Where uh, did you watch Talking Smack afterwards? No, no. He um, 
He talked about these keyboard warriors out there that will talk shit to him online, but when they see him in person, you know, they ask for an autograph, try to shake his hand and right. everything like that, but then go back to their mom's basement and start, you know, being all hard and shit on the internet and stuff like that. And I guarantee you these guys he's talking about also wait out at airports to meet guys <laughs> like Baron Corbin and stuff like and that. Bug Sasha Banks. Yeah, man. Did you see that Paul Paul Heyman? Somebody recently took a picture with him in an airport. Did not look happy at all. He just looked at the guy like, are you fucking serious right now? Hilarious. Let me, let me see if I can. I sent that to somebody. Let me see if I still saved it on my phone. It's football on your phone. Oh, yeah, here it is. Here it is. Like, tell me. In the, well, I'll have to put this on our Twitter account. That's at pretty Oversell nice. Pat Podcast. But, I mean, that, that also kind of looks staged. I mean, like, you know, Paul Heyman does kind of seem like the guy who would do that, you know take the picture like that just to make it look like he's being the asshole because he's he's the paul Heyman character now i i think it was this douche is bothering me at an airport and i'm i'm going to not give him a good picture like brock lesnar guy when he has that picture right that's one of my that's another great one where brock's like really bro so anyway uh yeah baron corbin your new united states champion um, AJ Styles cut some great stuff on um, Talking Smack afterwards. Uh, what did you think? What did you think about this match? What were some of your spots you liked? Uh, honestly, I don't remember much. You know, individually, I just remember enjoying the match. Uh, did like the fact that Corbin won. I'm not a huge Corbin fan, but I mean, I think it was his time to finally get something. I mean, especially since he kind of got screwed with the whole money in the bank thing, you know, and not being able to to cash that in and successfully, I'll put it that way. Uh, but I mean, like going into that match, you know, the the money bet, the safe bet would have been on Styles. You knew Dillinger wasn't going to win at all, and what most people wanted was for Corbin to win and he actually walked out with the title wow yeah uh I, like I said I, I I am a Baron Corbin guy and I think it was smart to put him on the title I think it's really um really good really good call putting him on the title next up we had Charlotte Flair defeating Natalia via disqualification for the Smackdown Women's Championship good match it was solid it wasn't anywhere like their NXT match a few right, years ago, which nothing will be because no. they're not going to get the um, the uh, uh, time nor the uh, approval to do right what they want to do. But solid, it, it was solid, and I liked how it ended. I liked the the heel win, you know, using it was the chair, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, use the chair to get the win, and because I mean we've talked about that before. There's not a whole lot of heel wins anymore i mean they may pull the tights or something but you know know, just deliberately grabbing a weapon getting disqualified you don't see that very often those two uh i really expect like when natalia's putting flair in a submission hold or something like that she reaches for the ropes for that extra leverage i don't know why that's such a lost art but some of these bad guys really need to do it uh again uh let's see next up we had jinder mahal Defeating Shinsuke Nakamura, um, I think I called uh, Shinsuke losing this match, um, and mainly because I know WWE's got a tour of India coming up, right? And they're gonna want that's a 
chance to sell out oh, yeah. tons of arenas with Jinder Mahal as your champion because what, while people in the States may not be a fan of what's going on, man, when they're in India, they're going to be rolling around in so much money oh, yeah. that they're going to make off people. Um, uh, speaking of which, the attendance wasn't that great. And uh, my buddy Fred was at the show at FreddieFelt313 on Twitter. Uh, sent me a picture of some attendance. It got a little better as the show went on, but um, he said ringside t- tickets for Hell in a Cell were $1,200. Doesn't surprise me at all. $1,200. you got to be fucking shitting me. Yeah. I they mean, it's nothing tra- I would pay, but it They want to charge $1,200 to see Randy goddamn Orton take on Jinder fucking Mahal in a non-Hell in a Cell match? You mean Rusev? What, whatever. <laughs> they want to charge $1,200. I mean, Kevin Owens and Shane, yeah, in a Hell in a Cell, yeah, I kind of want to see that, but I also know what's going to happen in the match. Oh, yeah. At some point, and we'll get we'll get to that we'll match later, that, yeah. Shane's going to jump off something and get hurt or, you know, shit like that. Um, but $1,200, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's why you're having a problem selling tickets to these shows. We we can talk about attendance every week. <laughs> yeah, it we seems have, yeah. like um, next match. Uh, oh, we're still on Jinder Mahal and Shinsuke. Anything you liked from the match? It was the same Jinder Mahal match we've been having with you know the last couple months. You know, I mean, you think the face is gonna finally overcome the odds and you know finally take down the the monster heel, but the numbers. You know, work against them with the Singh brothers showing up, interfering, and then, you know, your guy loses. It's, I mean, it, it's working. You know, it, it's definitely keeping uh, Mahal a heel. Yeah, but, but it's, I don't think it's, it's making really the pro- repetitive. And I don't think it makes the product too interesting. This time last year, it seemed like SmackDown Live was the better brand, yeah. mainly of who your champions were and what they were doing on the show. And now Raw's kind of taken that. That uh, that over it's it and we all know Vince thinks you know he smack Raw is the flagship, flagship. show, yeah. so you know you have to wonder if you know I don't know I don't think he would do anything to sabotage SmackDown Live brand because that's still his brand, right? But uh, yeah, it just doesn't. It seems like the quality of the show has fallen off a little bit. But did it fall off about the time that Kevin Owens left went to Raw? What do you mean? Because, you know, I mean, you know, like I said, SmackDown was the yeah, pretty much the better show. And then Kevin Owens moves to Raw, and now Raw is the better show. But Kevin Owens is on SmackDown. Uh, that's right. I'm thinking backwards. See, I'm tired. I worked 15 <laughs> hours yesterday. I, I, I was like, I was like, what are you talking <laughs> about? Kevin Owens is on SmackDown now. Uh, Cena? Yeah, I was mean? thinking of Bray Wyatt, actually. Oh, uh, we'll Even though Bray, he's still, we'll get to Bray Wyatt yeah. in a little bit because I got some thoughts on that situation. Ridiculous now. Uh, let's see. After that, we had Bobby Roode against Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler uh, got the or got took the loss, uh, but Roode had to hold his tights and then afterwards attacked Roode. Right. All right, match. I was kind of disappointed. I was hoping for more with this match, but. Yeah, and um, you know, I think I heard Bobby Roode kind of forgot some lines on a promo this week. And you know you don't want to see, you don't want to see him screw up right. already on the main roster. And you know you expect so much more from Dolph Ziggler right now. 
I, I really they think I they have no idea what they're doing with Dolph Ziggler right now. It's I think it's time for him to go expand his wrestling horizons, um, and uh, yeah, he needs to go. He needs to go to PWG. I think he could learn a lot over there because I think straight out of college he came to the WWE and started training. So he's a product of nothing but the WWE. Right. He never went through PWG or. You know, evolve or you know, wrestling on the Indies, Japan, or anything like that. So he only knows the WWE style, and I think he, if he went out and worked with different people across the country, across the world, it would help him out so much, make him more interesting in the ring as a character and stuff like that. Without hopefully, and he doesn't take eight concussions while doing it. (laughs) Uh, Then we had our main uh, main event: Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon in a Falls Count Anywhere Hell in a Cell match. Uh, great fight, top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, Literally, top to bottom. Yep, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> Kevin Owens taking that big bump off the cage mm-hmm. onto the Spanish announce table, uh, and Sami Zayn with the turn, man, the heel turn. Yeah, you know, came out and him and Kevin Owens fought first, right? Before, when he first came out, did they? I think so. I don't remember. Let's see. Let's I mean, see. they've they've been going back and forth for the last few weeks. Shane placed Owens attempted Shane placed Owens on another table and attempted to leave Faith off from the top, but Sami Zayn appeared and quickly pulled up. So he just appeared. It wasn't so, and it wasn't just quickly appeared because, like, when you watch it, you know Shane's up there like contemplating whether he's going to jump or not, and you know all focus is on Shane. But in that wide shot, you see Sami Zayn like sitting down there, like looking up and waiting. And I really think like Shane took too long or right. Sami Zayn got out there too early because I mean he was sitting there for a good ten seconds, like, okay, you know, anybody ringside would have noticed that's who it was and right. you know, what's going on. But the way they edited it, you know, camera wise, you didn't really know until, you know, he pulled him off. And did you see how close Shane got to hitting Kevin Owens? Yeah, man. I mean, like within inches. Yeah, and uh Zane gets pulls Owen off the top uh, or pulls him off the table. Shane does his, his typical Shane thing, jumps off, lands on the table, and then Zane just helps Owens get on top of him. Yeah, like and then, actually pulled him over and laid him on top for the pin. Yep, that's uh, and that's hell in a cell. That and I, and I was kind of again, I was kind of disappointed with the fact that the the championship match was not the main event. Because mm-hmm. I mean, especially since, you know, the the Shane and Kevin Owens, I mean, yeah, that was the, the match to sell the pay-per-view, basically. But there was no, there was nothing riding on that match. I mean, it was just a grudge match in Hell in a Cell. Right. You know, nothing, nothing was on the line. It wasn't for a title or ownership or anything like that. And, you know, the... The the big title on SmackDown was you know third to last match. Yeah, uh, that that really doesn't help your world title match or world title at all. Mm-mm. You know that I, I know you're an old school guy, and that you should always think the world title should be last. That's right. what everyone's fighting for. This is not the UFC where you could have a title match that lasts 15 seconds and you need yeah. stuff to fill it. I mean, exactly. you know what how long everything's going to be, so you could put it last and, uh, you know, not 
I don't know. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get what you're saying. And it, it, I think it was weird that um, this could have been a perfect chance to have Nakamura and Mahal in the Hell in a Cell to keep the Bollywood boys out, or so you'd think right. they would stay right. out. So really strange that that was just a match not in Hell in a Cell. Yeah. And and they do that with all of the, you know, the special name pay-per-views, you know, centered around a match. There's always matches on that card that you think, okay, this really should have been, you know, Hell in a Cell or a TLC or, you know, whatever it is. But, no, honestly, and I, I'm still one, you know, if, if you're going to name the pay-per-view Hell in a Cell, every match should be in Hell in a Cell. I agree. You know, if it's I agree. tables, ladders, and chairs... Every match should be a tables, ladders, and chairs. I agree. Now, granted, that's very dangerous. <laughs> that puts a lot of your superstars at risk. But if you're going to name the pay per view that, it should, you know, every match should be that way. Because I know, uh, like TNA used to do that with uh, uh, Lethal Lockdown, right? Yeah. The Six Sides of Steel, you know, every match was within that cage. And, you know, that's just how I always thought it should be. Yeah, and I agree. I agree. And uh, Survivor Series. Hey, speaking of um, gimmick matches and stuff, I didn't get. You know, you didn't. You weren't able to come last week. What are your thoughts on NXT bringing back War Games? Yeah, I saw that. That was one of my my notes here. I mean, I knew you would bring it up, but just in case. But yeah, I mean, it's they've confirmed that it will be two rings side by side within a steel cage. Yeah, how excited it's, are you? Are you excited? Yeah, I mean, it's been what, like, it's been like 20, twenty years, seventeen years, or ni- 18, 19 years since, um, since WCW shut right. down. Well, yeah, they shut down in two thousand. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's almost been twenty years since the since last the last War, War Games, Games match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, so, ex- are you excited, especially with the competitors in it? Oh yeah, you guys- I mean, it, and I really think that this is is better for NXT than it would be on yeah, you know, Raw agree. or SmackDown. So it's going to have the Undisputed Era in it, right? I think so. Taking on Sanity, taking on, is it uh, Ackman Razor? Yeah, I think they said, uh, did they say Authors of Pain? and like uh, Authors of Pain, that's right. I think he said it was going to be them and... It's going to be three teams. Right? Yeah, but so like, you know, I thought it was Authors of Pain and like... Oh, and... Um, and Cash uh, Zono or... Yeah, or somebody. You yeah, know. yeah, yeah. They yeah, had yeah. to throw so, in one more person with them, right? right, to, right. To even yeah, it out. yeah. I think it's going to be really exciting, and they are going to kick the shit out of Survivor Series. This oh year. yeah, and like every other NXT takeover, yeah. and I'm sure they did not tell Vince before. What? <laughs> You're doing what? On what? That Survivor Series weekend? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Sorry, he, he doesn't Vince, know. Uh, but we're gonna do war games. Ah. Uh, uh. Anyway, so I'm glad I'm glad um, I'm glad they're bringing it back. Um, uh, let's see, let's go a little bit of what some stuff that happened this week. You you opened up Raw with Miz TV with the Bear because they're not the Bar, they're the Bear, and they're t- with um, Miz and they're talking shit about what they did last week. Right, and. At the top of that show, you have the Shield reunion. What do you, what do you think? Kicking off with the Shield reunion. I'm going to have to change my ringtone back to the Shield entrance music now. What What did you think of how they did it? Was Was early in the show too? Was it too early in the show for it? And how the hell did they already have T-shirts? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even announce anything prior to that. Really, I mean, you know, 
last week on Raw, they did the, you know, they all kind of met in the the locker room and, you know, planted the seed. It's like, okay, yeah, maybe they really are getting back together. But, I mean, nothing happened after that. And then they just kind of all come out at the same time. I mean, they weren't really out there at the same time, but they all came out, just started the show. It's like, yeah, we're together now. Yeah, and, and that wasn't the only thing they did later on. They put Braun Strowman yeah. through uh, the announce table with the triple bomb. And see, I mean, in in doing that at the beginning of the show, coming out like that, that was that made the Braun Strowman thing even better. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, you couldn't have just had them walk out together and then beat Braun Strowman. You had to see that okay, yeah, they are together now, and then just kind of start running through everybody from here on out yeah yeah i thought it was very fun i i i, I gotta admit i got I perked up a little yeah. bit when i saw them all come out um and then now they've already announced that uh at tlc the shield versus miz and the bar right the bear and braun Strowman. so it's handicapped oh wow the shield's taking on four people yeah nice nice uh maybe they'll finally get maybe they'll call cassius ono up and they're gonna have him join the shield as well I doubt it. No, nah, I doubt it. Too. I think it's I just it you, know, you know that was the original plan was for the for Cassius Ono instead of Roman Reigns, <laughs> um, but I guess they thought Cassius Ono wasn't ready to come up and right. they brought Reigns instead, which at that time and I think he was an FCW's Liaki or something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that is the really the biggest development this week. Uh, I want to get to some other dumb shit, um, <laughs> and that's there's a lot of dumb shit, and that's uh, this Sister Abigail crap. What the? F- Did Vince just like recently on a plane's like, hey, what's this psycho movie about? Oh, hey, let's yeah. do that with one of our care. Hey, Bray Wyatt, you haven't done Bray Wyatt the justice that he needs to have done in his career. Yeah, and now you're gonna have him channeling Sister Abigail. What the fuck? I don't know. Why? It's such a waste. I mean, they could have easily brought in somebody. Sage Beckett would yeah. have been perfect. And the, and it was like, there was kind of rumors going around that it right. was going to be her from like something that it's, he said and then she tweeted. And I mean. Now granted, I want, they want to have the foil for Balor and the demon, but this is just, you could make a character out of something you already have. Yeah. Uh, it just. I saw that shit and I was like, "What?" The it's f- just a waste. It it what? Bray Wyatt. What they should have done with him is he should have a stable of like four or five guys, and he's leading a cult, mm-hmm. and these guys are following him, and they're you know the Rowan and Harper. You could add. You could add. There's many a bunch of bearded guys out there you can go <laughs> find, um, and. This is the best you can come up with for that character? Is him now as Norman like multiple, Bates? Yeah, he's multiple just, personality. Yeah, he's, and... Nor- he's Norman Bates. That's what he is. It, they seriously stole from the plot of fucking Psycho. I don't want Psycho in my WWE. I want an original idea. And it's just, and, and it's not even, it just makes my head hurt, man. And I don't see how this can get better. I, exactly. Exactly. You know, I got to give fucking Mo Steagle credit again. Just kidding, Mo. I know you're listening. Um, 
you know, this could have been something where you turn Bailey. You know, not have her come anybody. You not come, she. You know, she's off injured. That's the perfect chance to write her off. Mm-hmm. Then maybe she's like, she comes back. Like we're gonna fantasy book this. I'm, I've got this. Okay. So Bailey comes back from her injury, and she walks across Wyatt, and Wyatt looks at her, and he says, "I know who you really are." And she is kind of creeped out by him. And the camera cuts back, and when it comes back to Raw, Bailey's music comes on, and the crowd's cheering, and her music keeps playing. Her music keeps playing. Her music keeps playing. And finally she doesn't come out, and people are wondering where she is or and it's something like that, and she just disappears. A couple of weeks go by, and Bray starts talking about how he found her. He found her. He found her. He found her. He found Sister Abigail or something like that. And then you make the reveal, and you have Bailey come out with her hair, looking like um, the goddess of death in the new Thor movie. Kind of looking like that when she destroys. Yeah. 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 Have her look like that when she destroys the hammer. You know, she comes out like that. And, welcome, Sister Abigail. And, you know, it, it writes itself. But, no. We got to recycle the plot of fucking Psycho about Norman Bates. Principal, it's Principal Skinner. <laughs> you know, I'm just kidding. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Could you explain? It's, it's a waste of possibly something great. Imagine they would have never done that shit with The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Why not? Why can we not book Bray Wyatt like the Undertaker these days? By now, why can't we book him like that? Yeah, I mean it's not like, you know, when they were teasing Undertaker had a a brother, you know, and they kept teasing and building that up. It's not like they just decided, okay, Undertaker is going to be the brother. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't know. I don't know why it upsets me so much, but it seems like Bray Wyatt cannot catch a break in the WWE. Even though he, they've had a chance to give him every break, you know, put it having him lose the title after a month to Randy Orton, yeah, just did not make sense to it to an arsonist. He lost to an arsonist that destroyed the ruins, the 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 the, 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 the remains the of remains, Sister yeah. Abigail. You know, they just it just seems like they cannot get out of their own way in some of the stuff they do. Now, and and I'm going to give them credit. The Shield reunion was awesome. Yep. So there's stuff they do when they're on point, but then they pull this kind of crap, put a veil and makeup on Bray Wyatt, and now he's Sister Abigail. It's so fucking weak. It's so weak. And I don't want to be the guy that bags on the WWE because when they're on, they do good work. Yeah. They need competition. They need competition that would bring back the be- the that would bring the best out of them. Right. They need it. And I don't know if that's New Japan. I know it's not Ring of Honor or anything like that. You know, it's it, it, TNA needs to be their own thing, not try to be WWE light. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to fix this stuff with Bray Wyatt other than giving... Just scrap this. Uh, other than giving sister, before. Other than give Sister Abigail physical appearance. That's all I can yeah. think. So anyway, we can move on. Um, anything else from Raw you want to talk about this week? Uh, the Shield reunion kind of stood out more than anything. Uh, the whole 
it was kind of shocking to see Enzo in a already if, dropping. You know, not not even just dropping because you know he's gonna get it back at the next pay per view probably, but uh, you know a year ago you would have never thought that Enzo is main eventing Raw in a singles match for a title. Well, I have my I have a thought on that. WWE doesn't care about that third hour. So whatever main storyline it is, it's going to be at the end for is at the end of the nine o'clock hour right. central time. Ten o'clock Eastern or whatever. Yeah. So that's your true main event of the night. And that's more like W or like UFC where you get your main event like at eleven. It could go for you know, it could last what, twenty five minutes? Or it could last five, and then you have other fights afterwards. Right. Um, but in that case, though, I mean, the, in UFC, you know, the main event is the final match. It's just if if there's time left over, over right, they right, just right, show right, right, previous right. matches from, like, the the prelims or whatever. What did you think of the package Alexa Bliss had for Mickey James? Very heelish. I didn't even see it. And now that I think about it, it's yeah, just making fun of her. It was like a black and um, black and white video package, and it had that. Here's right. Mickey J, and uh, that was that was pretty funny. Um, do, 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 do. Yeah, we got that. Uh, oh, okay. Why would you have a match? A fatal five way. Why would you have a fatal five way and the winner gets these see this is wrong. People should not want to fate face Oscar. Yeah. They shouldn't be afraid of this woman unless it's for a title or something. I mean, you shouldn't have contendership matches just to face a person for especially in their debut match on a pay-per-view. They yeah. should you know, they like what they could have done is like a lethal lottery to face Oscar. Right. And and like have you know everyone's name in there and like all right we're gonna find out who's gonna face Oscar tonight yeah at TLC boom 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 <laughs> Emma and Emma what and then I mean it was good actually getting to see her win a match but oh, she's gonna get she's not gonna win her next if one that match <laughs> if that match goes over I think twenty seconds it's 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 a it's it's fucked you've already fucked her. You've, well, not, you've already fucked right, up what right. you could have done with Asuka. What do you think? Well, I mean, I, I, I definitely think it'll be longer than 20 seconds. I mean, they're, they'll give them a couple minutes, but, you know, just uh, they're going to give her a little bit of time just to showcase Asuka because they still treat it like, you know, WWE fans, you know, she, people that watch Raw, they don't watch NXT, you know, so you don't really know. It, it will be a failure and you will piss on all the hard work Triple H made in making Asuka so awesome in NXT. You will piss on all of that if this match... If Emma, sh- Emma better not get any offense in. this It needs to be a fucking 20-second squash. Easily. You know, she needs to get kick after kick after kick after kick. Boom. Done. Unless... They they start with Emma, you know, just attacking her at the very beginning. See, I wouldn't you know, even like, do that. I wouldn't even do that. Emma, first off, Emma needs to already be in the ring. And oh yeah, no, absolutely. actually, actually, you know what? Have Oscar come out first. She does her whole entrance. The crowd's just digging her. She's doing her little mass thing. When Emma comes out, she she is just she's very reluctant to walk to the ring. She you could see the she has to have the fear in her eyes. Right. 
She gets in that ring. She tries. She tries. Oscar just gets on her. Kick, 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 kick. Match is over. That's how. You, that's how I would have done it. Okay. But what do I know? You know, I don't <laughs> run a wrestling promotion. And then the main event or the final match tonight. I won't call it the main event. Uh, you had Enzo losing the title to Kalisto, which was. I think that's crazy just to have a random Marat. He just won the title off Enzo a week and a half ago, or the week before, um, off um, Neville, which we got to talk about Neville right. here when we get done. Um, but then they, they threw it in that, you know, well, this was on Eddie Guerrero's birthday, so it's good to have a, you know, a Latin star win. Interesting. Okay, whatever. That's what they started throwing together. I mean, like as soon as it was done, they were, you know, tweeting and instagram pictures of you know the title and you know happy birthday eddie and stuff like that making mentions of it but he's i I expect him to drop the title back to enzo with pay-per-view in two weeks uh yeah i don't the way they're doing things right now i don't know what the hell they do and uh yeah um that's really it from everything on Raw. So it turns out Neville may be leaving the WWE if he hasn't already. Yeah. What do you think? I think I think that's oh, uh, there's there's tremendous con- loss for them. There's conflicting reports. You know, there, some are saying that he walked out. Some are saying he didn't show up. Some are saying he wasn't booked and you know he wasn't going to be there anyway. And nobody knows for sure, but apparently Meltzer is saying that he's 100 percent gone. And it sucks, but. But it's not definitely not going to be the end of the Neville. I want New Japan should not even let him even think. I know he's probably got some non-compete clause in his contract. Oh, yeah. So, but as soon as that contract is up, New Japan needs to sign him so we can start getting Pac versus um, Will Osprey. I mean, yeah, because I mean the the Young Bucks already as soon as they like heard about it, they tweeted. You know, a Bullet Club shirt. You know, at Neville. I would see. I would. I, I wouldn't want him in the Bullet Club. You know, you know who would it would be awesome who picked him up hmm. if he joined Los Ingobernables. That would be yeah. awesome if he joined Los, Los Ingobernables de Japón and and feuded with the Bullet Club and Chaos, taking on Will Osprey, taking on the Young Bucks and Mar- to, Oh, watching him and Marty Skrull, Skrull tell it, tear it up. <laughs> My God, but yeah, they better be on the phone quick as soon as you know ROH and New Japan need to get him, yeah. and he'll go do PWG. He'll get he's going to wrestle. Again. Oh yeah, but you know I I I don't know if it's just because he didn't like that he lost the title to Neville. He held that title for a very long time. Yeah, but you know I see where he's coming from. A raw or you know it's not even a big four pay per view. I guess that toppled with he probably found out he wasn't going to get any royalties from WrestleMania DVDs, right. so all that can pile up on you, man. Oh well, good luck, t- good luck, Pac yeah. or Neville, Pac, whatever you want to call him. He's going to make money. There's more money if you're a big name star now. There's more money in independent wrestling than there is in the WWE. Right. Young Bucks. Did you hear the news about the Young Bucks? What news? There's always news about them. They are going uh, in 2018. Um, Hot Topic will be selling Young Buck Funko Pops. Oh, okay, they're not going to be able to keep those fuckers on the shelf. Probably I, not. I even want to get one. I don't even <laughs> like. I'm not a big Young Bucks guy, but I'm going to get. I, I don't know if they're Bullet Club. Uh, maybe they're Bullet Club. Bullet Club Funko Pops. That would make more sense. <laughs> yeah, I think. 
I'd have to get. I want a Cody Rhodes one. I need an Omega. Right. I'm just gonna get all of the bucks. <laughs> I'm just all gonna, of the club. Yeah, yeah. That I want to get all the club. That's gonna be fun. So they're making tons of money. Do they need to? They will you? You'll never see the bucks in the WWE. No. WWE, especially after getting a season <laughs> order from them. Yeah, you're never gonna see them in there. Now Kenny Omega. One day you're gonna see him in the WWE. You, you're Triple H wants him. Triple H wants the Young Bucks, but <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so funny how petty the WWE is being over this whole um, Bullet Club invasion thing. Yeah. Uh, the, apparently, one of the writers for the WWE um, was in a picture with the Bullet Club because I think he's friends with a couple of them. They fired they him. Fired him. Yeah. Yep. That's he bullshit. That's bullshit. He's friends with the guys. Let him take a picture. Yeah. Don't be so fucking petty. WCW sure didn't like it when you invaded their shit. So stupid that Vince can be so petty like that, and the WWE can be so petty. So uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty much everything from Raw SmackDown. I haven't even watched, but I heard Sami Zayn cut a fucking incredible promo. Yeah, and I haven't watched it yet either. He uh, they from what I've heard, like heel Sammy is going to be extremely awesome compared <laughs> to face Sammy. Right. So here's to you, Sami Zayn, man. Mike, what do you got? What are you going to go over? Uh, just a few things over the past couple of weeks. Uh, there was a fan incident at NXT house show a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Fan jumped in the ring. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Kyle O'Reilly kicked him in the face. Yep. Um, our friend Chris Hollister, mm-hmm. he's like, hey, I think he was at that show. Oh, okay. It, it was okay. at NXT Jacksonville. He was at that show. He's like, I just saw, I saw Kyle O'Reilly kick a dude in the head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, he found out real quick that he shouldn't have and he got crossed and, that line, and he got arrested, and they pressed charges. Oh yeah, it's, it, that's their policy. Yeah, that's they what tell they us do. they tell us that every time. Yeah. Um. Well, I've heard that they tell people that every time. Well, I'm, <laughs> the word's out. We're seat fillers. There may or may not be a recording out there of the seat filler speech. <laughs> there may or may not be. May or may not. Okay. Um. So yeah, but uh, uh, yeah. That's a lesson, folks. And Dan's told us, you know, don't they? They sometimes they want fans to jump in that ring to give an excuse to whoop somebody's oh, yeah. ass. Absolutely. So don't don't do it. Don't cross that line. Don't cross. Did you speaking of fan interactions? I saw. Did you see the one? This involves a wrestler I don't like, Randy Orton. But um, there was a special needs guy, and Randy Orton was fighting somebody, just kicking the crap out of him. He says, Hi, and waved at him, and Randy just gives him this awkward like wave. <laughs> and then proceeds to turn around, and then the kid waves again. He's like, hold on a second, and then starts fighting the guy again more. Just That's cool. This <laughs> gives him the random – it was just like – you could tell it was just like – it was just an awkward wave like, hey. Yeah. Like when you run into an ex or something when you're with your wife or right. girlfriend or something. It's like, oh, hi. 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 Yeah. I remember you. Yeah. So that was it. Uh. I didn't get the guy's name, but apparently uh, an MMA, MMA fighter a couple weeks ago actually won, won a match, beat them with the walls of Jericho. Well, I mean, it was, not, it was a Boston Crab. It was a Boston Crab, okay. but the way Jericho does it now is a Boston right. Crab. Um, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, I've been put, you know, me and my cousin wrestling around, we tried each other, we tried submission moves on each right. other, and he put me in the boss crown, like, shit, that hurts. Yeah. I mean, you're really, you're yeah, literally, you really sit down on the back, yeah. You're really bending the back and legs and stuff like that, so, I think Chris Jericho is pretty excited, because I'm sure, a lo- I think a <laughs> lot of people were, um, um, 
texting him and tweeting him and stuff like that. Like, check this out, check this out. And yeah, that's so crazy. But, I mean, like, when you look at that move, I mean, you don't think that it would hurt. I mean, you don't. But pro wrestling, it, it would be you know it would be uncomfortable. But I mean, just seeing that, you wouldn't think somebody would actually tap out to that, you know, in a in MMA fight. But right. that's that shit hurts. Yep. So more power to the guy. Hey, but pro wrestling is fake. Oh yeah, yeah. None of it's real. Ask <laughs> Xavier Woods. <laughs> what else, Mike? Uh. Haven't heard much about this, but saw just a little topic on it. Apparently, they're talking about making a, a biography uh, movie about Vince McMahon. Yeah, yeah. With Bradley Cooper, possibly, as Vince McMahon. I wonder if he would be like a kind of a young Vince McMahon, or if he would just be Vince throughout different like, yeah, like ages. Possibly. I mean, it would be weird if they... Because would, you would think it would have to... Like cover, you know, a couple decades at least. I mean, but it's I, I don't know. I I don't know who I would pick to be Vince McMahon, but I don't think Bradley honestly, Bradley Cooper would have ever come to mind. Honestly, I'd just have Vince McMahon play Vince McMahon. I don't not, there's no <laughs> I don't think there's a person out there that could get the um, craziness uh, across as much as Vince McMahon could get across. I mean. Now, what do you want? What do you want to see from this movie? Like, what are some things you expect to see? I mean, what I expect is it's just going to be how he built this empire of WWE. I mean, it could be like a, you know, one of these where it only covers up till when he really got successful, or you know, they could do it to where it's, you know, where he finally kind of started shutting down the whole territory type thing and then you know ending there i would honestly want you know more of a a full career right expanse of it you know right but, right but it's hard to tell and you know this may never even happen so here's what i want to see in this movie one i want to see burritos <laughs> I, I, I want to see burritos i want to see um gail kim uh yeah, Asian porn. <laughs> um, I want to see uh, Vince McMahon shitting his pants because he's trying to make Pat or Gerald Briscoe throw up. Right. Um, and yeah, I want like someone needs to make a uh, just fan video. Maybe you and I can do that <laughs> of just like these ridiculous ass Vince McMahon stories. Like uh, Court Bauer said, like um, Vin, him and Vince were leaving the office one day at the same time in the parking lot, and Vince like, Court, you want to wrestle, or not wrestle, but you want to race home? And like, Court's like, not really, no. <laughs> Come on, let's do it. And they're doing it. They're just racing down the road, and Court starts to beat Vince, and Vince like runs him off the road, laughs, and leaves. Like <laughs> Jesus Christ, man, he hates losing, sneezing. I want, sneezing. I want a, a two, there has to be like a 30 minute scene about him sneezing and just cursing. <laughs> Shit. Achoo. Fuck. I can't control sneezing. Achoo. Damn it. Now, if they were to do this for like, you know, if you could choose, who would you want to see them do one of these movies about, you know, just wrestler wise? What do you mean? Like, just see like a. A biopic of this wrestler, you know, of his life and Jerry, Jerry Lawler. Okay, easily. That yeah, that definitely be a good one. Uh, 
Ric Flair would be crazy. Yeah, yeah, that that would I mean, be a really got, good one. You know, because of the the whole plane crash, and I mean, you've got you know a lot to cover in that. Yeah, um, yeah, I still have to go Lawler, just because there's Lawler is one of the reasons that a bigger audience got into wrestling, right? From the whole David Letterman thing. Now, Flair was awesome. D- uh, Dusty Rhodes, I think, would be a good one. Yeah, I mean, you know. You know that you know Hollywood would probably go for somebody like Hogan because he's you know so recognizable, and then that's uh, yeah. you know that's a lot to tell too. I mean, it's longevity and all. Piper, Piper, Piper would be would a be good, good one. one, really good one. Um, yeah, off the top of my head, just some of those older guys. Savage, you know, because he, you know, you could talk about he he was trying to be a professional baseball player. And got right. hurt and became a professional wrestler. I'd like to see one about Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman would be good. Paul Bear, yeah, I think would be a really good Undertaker. Undertaker, of course, yeah. Uh, there's you could do a lot of them. You know, we just need to start doing fan films with all these guys, and we can just make goofy shit about them. <laughs> I call I call the being Vince McMahon and Vince McMahon's story. Fair enough. Because I want to do I'll, burrito. No one wants to know. No one knows what a burrito is. And then like have like one of our friends. Here's your lunch, man. And it's just a huge fucking quesarito <laughs> burrito from Taco Bell. Oh, yummy steak wrap with ketchup. <laughs> so yeah, that's but that's interesting. Bradley Cooper, very interesting call. Yeah, very. Interesting. I can't think of anyone else in Hollywood right now. Actually, uh, um, who was Josh Brolin? Okay. I could see him. See something like that. I could see something like he could pull off the old later Vince. Maybe uh yeah, that or um who was the guy I could uh, see maybe like a like a John Hamm. John Hamm who, who could That'd pull be like one. the, the yeah. serious the seriousness of it and Yeah, John Hamm. Um Yeah, I like I like John Hamm. I like that one a lot. I don't I can't think there's a couple other actors I'm trying to th- you got to think of guys that have square jaws. Yeah, yeah. John Hamm is a perfect one of those. I think Josh Brolin mm-hmm. has a very, uh, you know, square That's one thing I think of when I think of Vince McMahon, a strong draw, jaw. Um man, I think we maybe hey, give us a shout on Twitter. See who who what famous actor would you like to see play Vince McMahon in a Vince McMahon biopic? Yeah. We'll we'll follow I tell you what, tweet us and we're not following you, we'll follow you too. So at Oversell Podcast, tell us who you would like to see play Vince McMahon in a biopic, uh, like Mike John Hamm. I, that's that's a that's a great one right there. I, Josh Brolin, Bradley Cooper, I think could pull it off. Um, one I just thought about, just because of how crazy he can be, Christian Bale. Yeah, not. I don't know. He's not stout enough for. Yeah, me. no, not stout He's enough not at all. The, but I don't see it in the face. Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey could be anybody. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Kevin, but I think Kevin Spacey could be a good one. Yeah. Uh, and you know who could play Vince McMahon Senior in that movie? Patrick Stewart. Kevin That'd Spacey. Be interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we could make, we could cast everybody in that family. Oh yeah. Um, it'd be really fun casting Stephanie. <laughs> Anyway, hey, you know what? Yeah, let's 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 move on. What you what else you got? You want to go, Mike? Uh, last week was it, it was a big week for for anniversaries, I guess. Uh, 
would have been the 20th anniversary for Hell in a Cell. Okay. And the 20th anniversary of the first appearance of Kane. Wow. It's been around 20 years. And he's he's had some longevity. And he's, right. you know, they're saying he's pretty much done now, but... Well, he's going to be a future, what, mayor in our town, or in our state? In state, yeah, I think so. Hopefully. Not yeah. Over in Knox County, I think. And it was also, uh, I think it was the 20th anniversary of the death of Brian Pillman. Yeah. Yeah, man. All in, like, the same the same week. Yeah, Brian Pillman. God, that guy was something else, man. Especially later on when he just went fucking crazy. Yeah. That that was some of his best work. I always, I always like flying Brian Pillman. I was just a fan <laughs> of the guy from for most of his career mm-hmm. in WCW, WWE. Um, that's really all I got for this week. Did you hear about the the Jim Cornette and Santino Morella? Fuck Jim Cornette. I really don't care what his backward ass redneck, stupid, stuck in the past self has to say about anything in professional wrestling anymore. I just don't. Yeah, but he's. Apparently had this beef with Santino for years because of something that he smiled or something at the wrong time or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right? like Santino. I read Santino's response. Basically, he had just. Uh, I mean, he had only been there like a week in uh, training, and I think it was OVW then. And you know, they called him up and they were like, "Hey, you know, just come sit out in the crowd. You're, you know, just in the crowd. You know, this was the first televised event Santino had ever been to. He was there with his daughter and the boogeyman came out and, you know, did his thing and then kind of cut through the crowd and was supposed to, you know, just kind of play the heel role and scare, scare everybody and all. And Santino at the time, you know, like I said, he'd only been there like a week, you know, he thought, you know, he was just going to try to scare his daughter and that was great and all. But when, when boogeyman did that, Santino, you know, just smiled, you know, and apparently Jim Cornette saw that and thought that that was, you know, breaking character and, you know, it's, that's hurting the product and all this and apparently slapped him a couple times and has never had any respect for him since. But Well, Jim Cornette can go fuck himself. Yeah. I'm just not, I'm not a Jim Cornette guy. He's just stuck way too far in the past and... You know, granted, I do like it when he when he went after Kevin Dunn, but here recently, <laughs> his thoughts on professional wrestling—he's just an idiot. Um, yeah. Buddy Mo sent Most Eagle sent us uh, sent me a couple of um, uh, pictures of local events coming up, local okay. wrestling events. You got SGWA Wrestling in South Haven, seventy three forty Green Book Green. God, I can't talk. Green Brook Parkway in South Haven, Mississippi. October 13th, bell time at 8 p.m., $10 for the front row, $7. All others, kids under six are free. Pretty Boy Mike versus TJ O'Reilly. Crazy Jack with Justin Case versus The Dark Knight. Blake Christian versus Raja. Uh, DJ Brown would be taking on a mystery opponent. The SGWA title will be on the line. Mo Stegall is your SGWA champion. He is taking on Matthew Tyler. SGWA tag title match final hour versus BR Brawler with Justin Case and a mystery partner in your main event. The superstar Bill Dundee and Diana Taylor taking on Addison K and Maria Storm. That is tomorrow night, Friday night, 8 p.m. bell time. Be there and ten dollars for the front row, seven dollars for everyone else. Mar or Mar Marvel <laughs> MEW. I'm there gonna you say go. it like that. Let's do it that way. Is coming back 
Saturday, October 28th at 2 p.m. McFarland Community Center. Um, that is 4955 Cottonwood Road, Memphis, Tennessee, 38118. Tickets $10 at the door, $5 in, a, in advance. Bring a toy for Toys for Tots for $5 off. Bell time is at 3 p.m. Meet and greet with the wrestlers from 2 p.m. to 2.30 p.m. This is big. Lord Humongous. Wow. Taking on MEW Champion, the Incredible Tattoo, Most Eagle, the Internet Champion versus Blake Christian, DNA versus Beer 30, Marco Stunt versus the First Lady of MEW, Marie Storm, and Johnny Dotson taking on the Master of Lexicution, Chris Lex. That is Saturday, October 28th. That's a 3 p.m. show, so you can still go out. You can go to the wrestling show and then go out and do something afterwards. So you right. still got plenty of time. And um, bring a toy for Toys for Ots for five dollars off. That's that's awesome. We love Toys for Tots helping kids for Christmas. So that uh, is some local shows going on. I think the next uh, CTW show is coming up on the twentieth. I want to say, and that's actually got a new location. Let me pull that up on Facebook, which you can check out Committed to Wrestling on Facebook. Just search Committed to Wrestling. Give them a like so you're always updated. Let's see. Committed to Wrestling, no fear. October 27th, that's a Friday night, and it's at a new location, 3835 Raleigh Millington Road in Memphis, Tennessee, 38128. Uh, I don't know if they have a card announced yet, but check them out, twitter.com. Slash committed CTW, committed to wrestling at gmail.com and facebook.com slash committed to wrestling. You're not going to be disappointed with this show, folks. Bishop Cage is on it, and he is one of the best wrestlers in the city. Um, we're going to have him on the show soon. I think I want to have him on when Dan's on so those two guys can yuck it up and we can sit back and just listen to it. Yeah, fair enough. Take a break for a night. Yeah. Folks. Uh, as we like to end every episode, we like to do Superstar of the Week. So, Mike, I ask you, who is your Superstar of the Week? I went kind of screech there. Yeah, did you, did you pull something on that? kind of hurt. <laughs> that kind of hurt. Mike, who you got as your Superstar? Uh, I'm going the obvious, Shield. Okay. It was a great reunion, and they destroyed Braun Strowman to, to show their power. I'm going with Sami Zayn. He is a heel now, and I love it. Hell yeah. Folks, that is going to be it to... For this week, the easiest way to get to this podcast is to subscribe on iTunes. And while you're there, leave us a five-star review. I'm wearing my five-star shirt. Did you even notice that? Yes, I did notice that. Um, bring, Give us a five-star review. We'll read those on the air. And you have been listening to the Oversell Podcast.